Starting pitcher is one of the most important yet frustrating positions in fantasy baseball. How should you handle starting pitching this early in the season, though? We'll discuss that and more on today's action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino, here as always with my brother, my co-host, Matthew Anne. Yeah, yeah, welcome back, Dom. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. As always, you guys can find us on all social media platforms and podcasting apps. Just search for Locked On Fantasy Baseball and we'll be there. If you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings and reviews, if you could do that for us, it goes a long way to help the outreach of the podcast. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, please be sure to hit that little bell and hit all notifications so you'll get a drop every time that we uh, post a new episode. Also, please be sure to like and subscribe and comment on YouTube because we love to talk fantasy baseball with you so guys you know i'm back you know thank you all for bearing with me the last couple of days i had uh you know a little bit of a family situation going on so you know um i'm glad to be back and get back into some baseball stuff because that's what i truly love to do and uh thank special thank you to my brother matt here for you know carrying the podcast for a couple days in my absence matt truly appreciate your brother thank you for all that it means a lot to me no problem bud but guys, let's get to it because I know that's what you're here for. So on today's episode, Matt and I are talking about starting pitching. Uh, there's been a lot of stuff going on with starting pitching so far early in the season, and we're here to tell you what you should do regarding that position. So real quick, before we get into the nitty-gritty, we got a bunch of names here for you that you know we feel are either doing very well or very bad and what you should do about them. I think the big theme of the episode is not to overreact, though. So for most starting pitchers, they've either thrown one or two starts. And if some of these bad starts happened in the middle of June or July, we it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't it wouldn't really mean too much. But since it's early in the season and we don't have a lot of statistics to go off of, I can see people, you know, getting worked up and overreacting to this very small sample size that we have so far. But with that being said, Matt, my brother, I know that we got somebody, a big, big name here. And uh let's get let's get into it, brother. Let's get into it. All right. Sounds good. Um you know what? Let's talk about it. Corbin Burns. Um, so here's the deal. I mean, this isn't a worryometer show, but if it had to be, my worryometer is about a seven right now on Burns. Oof. Yeah. Um, and it's not just because of uh, of um, you know, just his last two starts and me overreacting to the you know first two outings in the, of the season. But if you look at his spring training numbers, that's what's really screaming panic for me, and what's got me at an elevated number seven because. He had a 4.74 ERA in 19 innings pitched with only, with 16 strikeouts and with a 1.474 WHIP. That's not the Corbin Burns we noticed to and love that I had I had ranked as my number one overall pitcher going into the year. Right now, it's been a disappointment. I really didn't think that you know it was going to carry over. I just assumed he was trying something new in the off season, and maybe that was which relate was correlating to his higher numbers. But unfortunately, it's 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 coming, following him through like, um, like, I don't know, like a, how do I put this? Like a bad habit, like an STD. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> we can go with that too. We can go with that too. And the reason why I say STD is just because he got lit up against the Cubs. Um, you know, he only was able to go five innings, which he's normally like a six, seven inning kind of player. He had a seven two oh ERA with a one four whip and only had three strikeouts. Like that's where the concerning part is. And then, you know, if 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 it was this next team and another good team. I'd say, hey, okay, he just had two rough matchups because the next one is worse against the Mets, which is four innings, three strikeouts again with a 12-4-6 ERA with a two whip. Now, that is really rough and really concerning for pretty much the first uh, first starting pitcher off the board. And, you know, my worry meter is at a seven. Do I think, like, hey, panic, sell him, anything of this sort? No, he's definitely a hold, basically, one, because of what you paid for him, and two... I don't think, you know, this is going to be the end-all, be-all solution or final outcome of what Corbin Burns is. Maybe he's just going through something or there's an injury on the way that we're not aware of. So Corbin Burns, you know, worry about him and, you know, just keep rolling out there. It's only the first week anyway. You can take your licks and lose and still bounce back. There's 21 other weeks. Yeah, Matt, um, if we're firing up, firing up the worryometer a little bit here on this episode, I'm probably at about a four and a half. There is there there's both sides of the fence here. It, his velocity is a tick down. The cutter is a mile per hour down over the first two starts, and the sinker looks like it's about a mile an hour down. You know, so far as well. Uh, on on the better side though, he's really been beat up by you know a couple of singles. It hasn't really he hasn't been given up like a crazy exit velocity, so they're not hitting the ball too hard against him. But also the concerning thing is that he had a pretty mediocre second half you know last year Corbin Burns in the second half of last season he had a 397 ERA across 15 starts 88 innings 99 strikeouts and a 105 whip so it's still decent but that's not the dominant like you said number one starting pitcher Corbin Burns that we're used to and uh, let's just go over those first two games one more time uh so today Corbin Burns pitched against the Mets it was 4.1 innings seven hits six runs uh, to give up two homers, uh, two walks wasn't great. And then Matt told you about that Chicago started once again, four earned runs there, three walks. And he's just not, he's not looking like himself. You know, there may be an injury. There may be something else going on. Not a hundred percent sure. But once again, I'm a tad bit worried about Corbin Burns. He gets Arizona in his next, you know, start the Arizona, you know, Diamondbacks have been doing all right, but they're not a dominant hitting team. So if Corbin Burns goes out there and he pitches like a normal self, that worryometer comes down a little bit, but if he goes out there and gets rocked for a third time straight, that's jumping up Tom. Probably be where Matt is around a seven on that one for Mr. Corbin Burns. But let's move on to our next guy here, and it's Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer's another guy who's not looking like him normal his normal self so far, uh, through you know his uh, first couple of starts here. And uh, my computer wants to work with me. Matt, any chance you got uh, Max Scherzer's last uh, couple starts there pulled up? Yeah, I can get it for oh, yeah, you. I might have it. Let's see if this uh I, I think I got it. I think I got it. So so far, you know, Max Scherzer, like I said, two starts, six three five ERA, eleven innings, only eight strikeouts, and um the whip isn't looking that great either at a one four two. It looks like he's giving up, you know, four home runs so far, so they're hitting Max Scherzer pretty hard. And it, it, it it's just it's just tough. It's just tough to see it. You know, he's thirty eight years old. Uh, I'm not, I'm not saying that he's done yet, you know, cause when Max Scherzer is out there doing his thing, you know, he, um, comes into form, you know, pretty quickly, 
But with, you know, the old age, I'm probably a little bit closer to maybe like a 5.5 here, Max Scherzer. I don't want to overreact to, you know, anybody's tough start here. But, you know, as guys get older, it looks kind of rough. And um, I've got velocity readings here. It's, he's only down, you know, uh, 0.7 of a mile per hour on that fastball. Everything else, actually, you know, it looks like it's kind of up. You know, the, the cutter velocity looks up. Uh, you know, curveball, about the same. Everything else, slider, about the same. So I'm not really too worried about him here. It's just the age with Scherzer because when you get that old, you can it can just drop off a cliff uh, very, very quickly. Yeah, I mean, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. You're, you got. Oh, no, it. hop on in, brother. Sure. Well, yeah, go for it. Finish your take. So you know, here on uh, you know, locked on fantasy baseball, we got um a couple of new ad partners, and you know, first one up here for a championship team. It's all about making sure. Oh no, that's the wrong one. <laughs> so uh, let me uh, jump back in. Okay, no, I think I had the right one. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm just getting back into the routine over here. Bear with me. Bear with me. So, guys, for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right, so the next time you need parts and accessories, head over to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part that will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get right to the parts, uh, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. Guys, also, if you're like me and you have a full-time job and you like to hit the gym sometimes and you want to grab a quick snack that isn't high on calories but still tastes great, then you got to try Built Bar. Not sure how Built Bar does it, but these bars taste delicious while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy. Built Bars only have 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, with a whopping 17 grams of protein. Guys, I'm always stressing that. You know, it's a it's a, it's a big deal. In, in all seriousness, guys, you know, even if you're not hitting the gym, protein is very important to get into your diet. And Built Bar does it in such a great way with these uh, delicious bars, you know, so it definitely helps. They also come in unbelievable flavors like cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs, and my personal favorite, churro. And guess what, guys? Now you don't even need to wait around to get a box because for years we've been talking about only being able to get your built bars at built.com. But guess what? Now you can just travel, you know, quick short journey down to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and grab you a a few boxes of built bars. So, Matt, if you want to chime back in here, you know, on that Max Scherzer talk, brother, I'd love to hear your take. Yeah. Sorry. I, um, it's, it's weird not being alone now after I've done it for a few days. <laughs> I hear you, brother. I hear you. you I'm know. getting back into the groove myself, and uh, thank you all for bearing with me. Yeah, you know, I, it was it was weird talking to myself, but at the same time, it was, uh, you know, almost therapeutic because I talk to myself normally when I'm just complaining. Now it's just talking about baseball. <laughs> I hear you, brother. I hear you. All right, but let's talk about Scherzer. So, I mean, you know, this is what we all kind of feared as if the, the shoe would drop and the age would catch up to Scherzer, but... I'm not too worried about him right now. I just think that, you know, hey, he's going to have a slow start and he might roll. The worryometer may tick up if he gets hit again. Um, and then, then we're in a whole other ballpark of 
what should we do with Max Scherzer? Um, for some, if your pitching's loaded, you might want to target him as a buy low. Uh, yeah. For some, you know, he's just a stronghold because what you paid for him. I don't know exactly what to do yet until we get a little bit more information. Next week's going to be very telling on Max Scherzer, so keep an eye out. Let's move forward to the next guy here, and that's Justin Verlander. Um, we all know the guy's hurt, and we all know that, you know, it's just not a good thing when an older pitcher who just signed a two-year deal um, at the age of 40 gets hurt, especially gets this injury that can keep him out longer if he aggravates it. And what it is is um, uh, it's where the tricep meets your shoulder. I forget the name of the injury, but where the tricep meets your shoulder, and it's part of that road to terrace. Yeah, major, something like, major terrace. Yes, major terrace. Terrace and, major, the terrace major muscle. Terrace major muscle. Terrace major. Um, sorry, I just saluted if anybody listened on audio. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, essentially, what it is is it's what Tristan McKenzie has, where it's a soft tissue issue where you've strained it now, and that's how the rotation of your arm flows off the snap of the ball and with the shoulder. So if he once he starts ramping back up, there's a chance that he can hurt it again and be out longer and cause a a, a bigger strain than what he already had. And being that he's at the older age, he also isn't going to recover as fast as a guy like Tristan McKenzie because he doesn't have those young genes anymore, unfortunately. The only thing I can say is Justin Verlander is a tank and just seems like he's going to pitch till he's 99. So we'll see what's going to happen with Justin Verlander. Um, it's just something to be aware of with this injury. It's not one that I like to hear that a 40-year-old got. Yeah, uh, I'll chime in with this, guys. So the Mets did provide an update today on Justin Verlander. And, you know, he's been throwing for the past week, and they got him an MRI, I believe it was yesterday, and the results came back today. And in good news, the imaging showed diminished inflammation. So they're going to continue to let Verlander throw, and that's a good sign. I'll be honest with you, I would throw a nice buy-low offer to the Justin Verlander owner. I think Verlander is still solid for, you know, 170 innings this year with plus strikeouts, good ERA, you know, good whip. Unlike Corbin Burns, Justin Verlander was off to a pretty good start this spring. He had a three ERA this spring, over 21 innings, 22 strikeouts. The whip was a little high at a one, two, three, but I still love Justin Verlander for what he does. So if you can get him on the cheap right now and cheap by, by cheap, I mean cheap. I mean, don't go off for Corbin Burns for Justin Verlander, but if you can go for somebody, you know, a little bit lower, you know, um, like, uh, you know, we're talking, somebody we're talking about later, like Kenta Maeda or somebody that, you know, a couple of guys that have come out of nowhere to, you know, be good. And you could trade them for uh, Justin Verlander. By all means, go for it. This is the time of year we can pull off those trades. You know, overreaction theater is all over the place right now. So, once again, I, I still like Justin Verlander a lot. You know, go out there and throw the Justin Verlander or, or owner and buy low. Uh, if I had to worry Armin on Justin Verlander, it's like a three right now. Unless that, you know, injury starts to act up and hurt him a little bit more. But let's let's go to a young gun. Let's go from one of the oldest pitchers in the league to one of the youngest pitchers in the league, and that's my boy uh, Grayson Rodriguez. So he got the call. He went out there and started today, and uh, Grayson went up against the Texas Rangers. to pretty solid results. He pitched five innings, four hits, gave up two earned runs, one walk, and struck out five. Now, Grayson is building up after a bad spring. He had a bad first start in the minors, but he has something to prove now, right? Grayson Rodriguez was, you know, him and um, Andrew Painter were fighting for that number one starting pitcher spot, uh, number one prospect starting pitcher spot, and Grayson Rodriguez took it over because Painter went down with the injury, you know, get well, Andrew Painter. We hope we could see him up in the big league some, at some time this year, hopefully. But Grayson's the number one guy now, and he needs to prove that to not only, you know, the whole league and the fans and, you know, as fantasy baseball players, but himself as well. 
And I think that's what he's going to go out there and do. If he's available by some miracle in your league, go snatch him up. This is a pause the podcast moment. Go pick him up right now. It's once again, Grayson Rodriguez. Uh, kid throws gas. You know, throws about 97, 98. And uh, I absolutely love Grayson Rodriguez. And I think that young Orioles team has a lot to prove as well. Uh, I like Grayson Rodriguez a lot. Oh, yeah. Grayson's an absolute stud. I think that, you know, he's going to he's primed to have a great season. Plus, with that Orioles team being a lot better, there's, you know, a lot of win upside. Let's move on here to our next guy here, and that's Mr. Kenta Maeda. Um, you know, he was somebody I almost threw in the waiver wire um, episode a couple days ago, but I opted out because I really wanted to see what he would do, and he didn't disappoint. My my gut feeling was right, and he probably should have told you to scoop him up, and that's my fault for not providing the advice because he went up against Miami throughout 9Ks, a 1.8 ERA, and a .6 um, whip. That's phenomenal. Um, way to go, Kenta. It's funny, though, because, you know, the previous year he was injury ridden um, and he did not play in the majors because, you know, the injury. And then in 2021, he was hurt again, but was solid with 106 innings to 113 strikeouts. But his ERA did get inflated because, again, he got hurt. Um, you know, and before, you know, going to Minnesota, he was what we call Dodgered, where they managed a living hell out of him. And he was only allowed to go like four or five innings, but he was always a, a, a great caper nine guy. And I was just, just said free Kenta Maeda. Now that he's free, he's been showing off going deeper in, but I don't think he can handle the workload. Maybe the Dodgers are right for what they were doing because, you know, before he got here, he was getting about, you know, in 2019, 153 innings and 2018, 125, 134, 175. Right. And then, you know, 2022, he doesn't play. 2021, he gets uh, 106. <laughs> you know, this year, let's see how many he gets. I mean, maybe he just isn't an endurance guy, and he's already on the day-to-day because he's already exhausted. My man needs to hit the treadmill or something. But one thing I will say is when Kenta Maeda is healthy, um, <laughs> he is worth a start because he is a great pitcher. And if he can keep getting these, you know, six, seven inning deep, um, you know, outings, he's going to get the quality starts if you're in a quality start league or for points. And lastly, he's going to just be a valuable player for you and possibly qualify for the win. And before I hand this over to Dom, we do have another great sponsor to talk about. For um, Here we go. Our new sponsor, So Rare, is a rev- revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace. Isn't it just suiting that we got a fantasy baseball uh, sponsor <laughs> transforming fans go. into owners with official licensing uh, licensed digital cards featuring players across all three MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, so rare manages true managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. So Rare recently partnered with the MLB All-Star, Juan Soto, and Julio Rodriguez to serve as the brand ambassador. Both are featured in So Rare's current brand campaign and will engage with So Rare community throughout the, ML- at, throughout the MLB season. Um, head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn. That's so spelled S O so rare um R A R E dot com slash locked on to draft your team for free. 
playing cards. Set your lineup. Start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's so rare.com slash locked on to get started today. And just a heads up, guys, the rewards can be anywhere from winning tickets to games, jerseys, gift cards, so many cool prizes that you can win by going and playing with so rare. So definitely hit that up. All right, All right, bro. Yeah, yeah, let me hop in with a little take on uh, Kenta Maeda. So right now, guys, Kenta Maeda is only 46% owned on Yahoo. And he's coming off that Tommy John surgery. So, you know, when you're coming off Tommy John, it's it's very it's it's very tough. I think that's why he's dealing with some fatigue. He probably wanted to go deeper into that game because he was absolutely out there dominating. Once again, he gave up only three hits across five innings, one earned run, and the one earned run was a, was a solo home run. And Kenta Maeda struck out nine in that outing. So he's looking like he's in pretty good form. As Matt said, you know, he always had the talent when he's with the Dodgers. Dodgers didn't want to really let him go and show it here in Minnesota. I'm sure they're going to just let him ride as much as he can. But it seems like they're going to, you know, make sure he doesn't go out there and hurt himself, which is good. And, you know, he's uh he's he's looking pretty good. He's hitting 90, almost 94, you know, on the fastball. The rest of his pitches are looking pretty solid. He has a, you know, pretty good uh, pitch mix out there, Kenta Maeda. Definitely somebody I'm looking to add. You know, he's got, he gets the White Sox in his uh, next outing. That, just a heads up, guys, they're going to be without Eloy Jimenez for about two to three weeks. The guy, you know, even if he's not playing the field, it seems like he's just finding a way to hurt himself. So that White Sox lineup isn't too dominant right now. So I'll give Kenta Maeda the chance, at least, you know, for eight. April 10th when he goes out there and faces the White Sox. He probably should be closer to 75% owned, in my opinion, right now. But let's move on to, uh, you know, uh, a young stud, and that's Logan Webb. You know, he looked pretty good in that start against the Yankees. He tired down at the end of the start, and he did wind up giving up four runs in that game. He went out there again, you know, uh, today, I believe it was, and, you know, he didn't fare well again. But you know what the whole thing with Logan Webb is? He has that, I believe it's that sinker he has, or... um. Okay, MLB wants to tell me that they just dropped the ball uh, here. I'm trying to pull up his stats, but I believe it's a sinker that has such nasty break to it. And it looks like Logan Webb is going to be a lot, you know, better in the strikeout department than he was last year. And that's definitely, um, you know, a, a plus for, you know, all the Logan Webb owners out there. As I'm trying to uh, get his numbers here for I got you it on you this season. I, uh, yeah, pass those along, please, brother. I got you. So, you know, through two starts, one against the Yankees, he had tell. 12 Ks and a 6 ERA, unfortunately, but what a one whip. And then, yeah, uh, today, um, currently, he has 4 Ks and a 7-2 ERA with a 1-8 whip, which is really high. Yeah, yeah. So in that in that start against the Yankees, the you know batters did only hit 182 against him. And you know, as Matt said today, he went out there on April 5th against the White Sox. He pitched five innings. He gave up nine hits, four earned runs. And he only had those four strikeouts, and the batters were getting to him. So I'm, I'm like a one on the worryometer if we're talking that, you know, with Logan Webb. I think Logan Webb's a young stud. I think he's got, you know, a lot, a lot of uh, great starts ahead of him this year. And, you know, pitching there in San Francisco is, a, is more of a pitcher's park than a hitter's park. You know, I think Logan Webb finishes the year, you know, with uh, over a K per nine. I think the ERA is going to be very good. The whip is going to be, you know, not great, but it's going to be solid enough. Uh, just now is the perfect time to go out there and talk to the Logan Webb owner and throw, uh, you know, a buy low offer on him because Logan Webb has a lot, a lot of upside this year. Yeah, absolutely. Logan Webb, great buy low candidate. And if he's going to be striking out, how you doing? Because it just makes him the utmost 
going to make him way better because he's always been an ERA guy. Um, so, and if I remember correctly, he started off slow last year. So, you know, this is something that maybe he just builds up and then starts rocking yes. out. So he's just a slow starter by nature, which means it's the perfect time to buy him low. Um, but yeah, let's move on. Let's talk about something that actually I have some serious concerns about, and that's Mr. Robbie Ray. Um, Dom, it's it's not looking good. Right now, he has a grade one flexor strain. Um, and yeah. f- from what I'm reading, an MRI exam, exam on the injured elbow on the left-hander, Robbie Ray, um, revealed the grade one flexor strain on Saturday. The Mariners plan to shut him down for from throwing for the next two weeks before reevaluating. So essentially what I'm getting at out of that is they're going to reevaluate where his pain is and, and probably get more MRIs and see if he can eat, if they're going to be able to throw or look at next steps. I don't know what next steps are. Um, you know, usually with a strain like this, you know, they could be shut down from anywhere from a couple of weeks to, you know, a month month and a half um it all depends on the severity and robbie ray is not a spring chicken either so you know it's one of those things at age 31 where you're a little concerned but here's the thing i'm not doing anything with robbie ray i'm not trading for him i'm not trading him away i'm gonna hold because when he does come back he's a k machine and he'll put out a decent era for you each and every week once he does return so I would just hold hold the line and just, you know, wait to see what Robbie Ray brings to the table and when he'll be back. Yeah, if, if you have an available IL spot, he's definitely a hold. That's, you know, that, that kind of goes without saying. But I'm looking at here that, um you know, the Mariners GM, uh, Justin Hollander, came out and said, when we got the diagnosis, we, diagnosis on Robbie Ray, we anticipated about a six-week absence. So that's definitely not what you want to hear at all. Just be prepared to, you know, be without Robbie Ray for that amount of time. You know, this time of year, you see a lot of starting pitching injuries in the sense of it's early. You know, guys' arms aren't used to, you know, throwing like this. And I'll be honest with you, there's a lot of good documentaries you could watch out there pitching. I'll, I'll come back with you guys tomorrow, you know, tomorrow with some names of those documentaries specifically about starting pitching and how a human being's arm is not meant to do that. We're just, as human beings, we're not meant to throw a baseball, you know, 98 miles an hour like Robbie Ray does, and it really wear and tears on your arm. And in his first start, Robbie Ray went 3.1 innings. It was against the Cleveland Guardians. He gave up four hits, five runs. Three of those were earned, and he had five walks with only three strikeouts. So you could tell something was wrong, you know, right there in the moment. The whip was at 270, which is, you know, atrocious. So just be prepared to be without, you know, your strikeout machine, Robbie Ray. I think Kenta Maeda is a great replacement for if you don't have Robbie Ray. And we're going to Guys, stay tuned for our waiver wire episode tomorrow, where we'll have a lot more replacements uh, on the slate for you. But let's move on to our next guy here, and that's uh, Mr. George Kirby. George Kirby was one of my guys. I was very, you know, I'm still, I'm still excited about him, you know, but I was very, very excited coming into, you know, the season with uh, George Kirby and his, you know, first start didn't go well. Uh, you know, his first start, George Kirby put up four in, 4.1 innings, nine hits, four earned runs, only one walk, which is good. You know, a one home run, five strikeouts. 
and you know it just didn't look like his normal self so you know you, you gotta you gotta roll with the punches with the uh, young george kirby here i think the upside is still phenomenal on him and once again guys don't it's you know it's just time where everyone's gonna be overreacting and oh george kirby's not what we thought he was no he's still what we think he, you know and thought he was still a great young pitcher not overreacting on this one he's like a one on the worryometer if that's what we're talking about here I still think the sky is the limit for the kid. And now, like, I can't stress it enough, guys. Now's the time to trade. Like, right now. Like, like go out there tonight or tomorrow, whenever, you know, you, as soon as you can. And throw those buy low offers on starting pitchers that aren't doing well that you know are going to be good. He went up against that Angels team that's, you know, been hitting pretty good with Trout and Otani and Renfro and, you know, and Anthony Rendon, his crazy self. I know he's not chiming in yet, but guys, don't be worried about my boy Anthony Rendon either. You know, you got a little frustrated with that fan, you know, over you know uh, the past few days here and caught a little suspension. But uh, I'm not going to get back to the point here with George Kirby. I'm not worried about him. I think he's, uh, you know, go out there and buy low. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we could be just seeing a little sophomore regression that that will eventually check itself because George Kirby is a stud and, you know, I'm not really too worried about him. But let's move on to somebody that's a little bit more, you know, questionable that oh, guys yeah. guys oh, are yeah. like, guys are really probably scared about. And that's Charlie Morton. Um, here's the thing about Charlie Morton. He had a terrible outing on his first outing this year. Um, you know, he only had one strikeout, got the win um, in five innings, but had a five year array <laughs> with a two whip. Now, here's the thing about Charlie Morton that people really don't pay attention to is he's a, he started slow last year. Um, he's starting slow this year. Um, his you know spring wasn't great. He had a six ERA um, to boot. He just did not look himself. He did not look like a strikeout machine to begin the year. But last year in March, uh, March well, that end of March and April, he had a seven ERA. He had 18 innings, 18 innings pitch. And he only had 15 strikeouts in May. He had a 4-6 ERA, and he had 31 innings pitched and 31 strikeouts. And then here we go. June, 3-5-2 ERA, 30 innings pitched, and 45 strikeouts. July, 3-30, 30 innings, 35 uh, strikeouts. August, 3-26, 30 innings, 42 strikeouts, and then died in September. So probably trade him mid-August and uh, just hold out until, until about the end of May. You'll start seeing some good starts from Charlie Morton. He's just a slow starter, it seems, in his old age. And I, I foresee the same kind of trend in that direction unless he gets hurt. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, Matt. I'm, I'm, I was in on Charlie Morton last year. I was, I thought he was a bargain where he was going in drafts. So I just feel like I'm kind of out on him now at this point. I'm looking at it like this. He's on a great team for wins. And I have um, Charlie Morton stats from, you know, 2020 to, you know, his one start this year in 2023. It's 74 starts he, across those more in went uh, 26 wins, 14 losses. But I think that's more about the team than him. It's a 393 for more in across those 74 starts, 400 innings, 464 strikeouts with a 117 whip. So he's kind of just mediocre at this point. I'm not dropping him. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not counting on him to be, you know, some people think, you know, that ace upside that he showed in, you know, 2021 where he had that monster season. At 39 years old, I just don't think Morton is who he was, you know, a few years back. And just uh, if you're if you were counting on him to be like your number two or three starting pitcher, I don't think he's that. He's more of like a five or a six at this point. And he's kind of like a sit him against good teams type of guy at this point in his career. I'm not going to go out there and play him against some of those better teams in the league like the Mets and teams like that. 
But, you know, if he's got to start against a weaker team, he could throw some big strikeout numbers on the board and, you know, he could do his thing. But not somebody I'm truly, truly uh, counting on going forward, to be honest with you. Uh, man, I, I hear you. I just um, I'm trying to pull up where he was drafted this year as ADP. Um, try and find that. Because, I mean, I don't remember him really going like that atrocious. Yeah, he wasn't going he wasn't going too, too high. Let's see. I have fantasy pros up let me see if i could scroll down and find charlie morgan here mm. like i mean mr morton he was coming off the board as the 46 starting pitcher so you're talking like your pitcher three four anyway so i can't call yeah, him an yeah. outright bust um which... no no it's too early in the season anyway yeah. to, you know like we're saying but... point is don't overreact here Right, and what I'm getting at, too, is he seems to be, in his older age, just a slow starter. So, yeah, for now, until he starts proving himself, like you said, you know, pick your matchup. But I do think there's going to be upside um, as we get closer to him getting more ramped up. So I think Charlie Morton will be great. But uh, I guess let's just hit this. um, Let's hit this, man. Let's just call it. Um, I think we had a great show. Yeah, brother. You know, uh, once again, guys, thank you. Especially big thank you to my brother here, Matt, for carrying for, you know, the couple of days while I was gone. And thank you for all the fans for bearing with me and uh, all the well wishes. It's truly appreciated, guys. And I- I'm back. I'm back. Don't don't be too worried about me. You know, everything is uh, back to normal here, locked on fantasy baseball. So once again, guys, that is all for today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Check out our website if you already haven't, uh, you know, and check it out again because our website has a lot of great information about us, access to all of our episodes. We're going to be posting we have a wave right episode coming out tomorrow and if you don't you know have time to check it out you can just always go to the website we're going to post there you know all the names that we put on our waiver wire episode and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day and why don't you go make our your second listen you know locked on padres i got the padres gear on here so i got to give a shout out to locked on padres we were on that podcast you know a few weeks back we had a great time it was a fun episode and uh, definitely make Locked On Padres your second listen each and every day. As I mentioned a few times on the podcast, we will be back tomorrow with a new episode that will contain a great waiver wire segment to replace all these injured players and just guys that you need to get on your teams that have been having a great start to the season. But, guys, until tomorrow, Peace. see you.